This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Let's go overseas now for developments with NATO. Yesterday we were talking about Donald Trump's tumultuous appearance at the meeting. Well, today he capped that off with an unscheduled news conference where he told us that all NATO members agreed to increase their defense spending after he told them he was, quote, extremely unhappy. But he came up empty when he was pressed to detail the new financial commitments. He just said that the member countries agreed to pay more and they agreed to pay it more quickly. Meanwhile, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he agreed to a pre-existing plan to grow military spending by 70% over the next 10 years. So, What exactly is going on there? We are going to Derek Burney, who is a senior strategic advisor at Norton Rose Fulbright, and he served as Canada's ambassador to Washington from 1989 to 1993. Mr. Burney, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So what do you make of this? Have you sorted out exactly what happened there? (laughs) Well, the master of disruption is at it again. Uh, He churned the G7 into disarray in Charleroi a couple of weeks ago, and yesterday I think uh, NATO was treated to something similar. It it really defies rational analysis uh, when you see and hear what the president said about what he thought he had achieved at the NATO summit and what the NATO summit itself the Secretary General and several of the other leaders said. He certainly went in there with a message that he wanted them to do more. He came away with the impression, rightly or wrongly, that that's what he secured. I think there's a little bit of uh, elasticity in between the two. I mean, the irony is uh, Trump actually has good reason to be concerned about the laggards, so-called laggards at NATO, of which Canada is one. Uh, He also has reason to be concerned about the Russian pipeline that's going to bring 70% of Germany's energy uh, in the next while once uh, the pipeline is completed. If he wouldn't embellish those concerns with the rhetoric that he used, he might get a better hearing because, as I say, there is some truth uh, to the fact that the Americans are paying a disproportionate amount of the NATO contributions, and too many others are paying less than they themselves committed themselves to. But he blows away uh, the reason behind those concerns with the intemperate manner in which he uh, makes his points. Well, is he, is, ha- is he blowing it away? I mean, what, what I see is that he, he comes in, he kind of has a tantrum, and then he says, look it, I want. And a lot of people believe him. Well, I I know a lot of people believe him, uh, but the reality is he won what he'd already won. I mean, he did, because of his thundering attacks on NATO earlier in the the year, he did get some countries to increase their spending. And whether the number is 30 million or 40 million, 
that remains to be determined. So yes, in a sense, he is he was winning. But for him to say that they all agreed now to get on with the 2% commitment faster than had originally been agreed, and that they had talked about going beyond that, there's nothing that happened at the meeting to give any credence to those, those claims. So in the, mean, in the meantime, I mean, the manner in which he berated the German chancellor, both in a press conference at the beginning of the meeting and subsequently as well, despite the fact that he he also said that he had a great relationship with the <laughs> yeah chancellor. that was pretty rich yeah and that he had a you know that relations with germany were just going swimmingly as he's contemplating more tariffs i mean it's it's listen we've never seen the likes of this on the world stage we've never seen uh an american president so cavalier uh in his treatment of institutions that were founded by the united states that were led by the united states and which have delivered consistent security and prosperity to the Western alliance for more than seven decades. The problem is, what do we do about it? I mean, for all we know, on Monday, he may invite uh, President Putin to join NATO. I mean, that would be the ultimate if he, if he thinks NATO is obsolete and NATO was really intended as a shield against the Soviet Union, now Russia. Maybe, maybe the answer is, uh, well, invite Russia to join. You do not know what he's going to do next. Uh, apparently he arrived in London and immediately questioned uh, what uh, the poor beleaguered Prime Minister of Great Britain is trying to do about Brexit, saying that this is what she's proposing is not what the British public voted for. Well, that's not what you expect from a visiting statesman. Uh, well, certainly not. Uh, now, in terms of what exactly Canada is doing, uh, I have a press release from the Conservative Party kind of blasting Justin Trudeau, saying that that despite numerous uh, promises, he's failed to maintain our military. And the commitment that he says that he agreed to is the same one to boost spending over a 10-year period. Are we falling short? Oh, yeah. We, we I mean, we... Well, we have until 2024 uh, to make the 2% commitment. My, I, you know, don't hold me to this, but I don't think that the, uh, the uh, pledge over the next 10 years is going to get us there, uh, even though it sounds big as a number, 70% over 10 years. But given the, the manner in which our defense commitment has lagged over the last decade, you know, under both conservative and, li- and liberal governments, I can only say with some pride that during Mr. Mulroney's tenure as Prime Minister, Canada was at 2% uh, at all times in terms of its commitment to NATO. We've fallen down since then. Now, there's no magic in that number. The quality of what you're doing is, in many ways, that you can appreciate more important than the quantity. Uh, But it would be a stretch of imagination to say that Canada has been strong on the quality as well, I would say. So as I said, I think Trump's got reason for being concerned about the degree to which the United States is carrying a disproportionate load. No question about that. He's also right to be concerned about that pipeline. But um, the way he goes about expressing those concerns simply creates more uh, disarray than stability, and the whole purpose of NATO is stability. Let me ask you this, and I guess it's hard to predict what Donald Trump will do, but say we move along and these spending commitments don't happen as quickly as he thought uh, that he got an agreement for. Can you see a scenario where he actually exits NATO? No. I mean, I think 
even uh, as president of the United States. It's the same about NAFTA. It's the same about other international agreements. I mean, he got out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership because the United States hadn't joined it. Uh, but for him to get out of NATO, he would need congressional support. And I don't think there's any appetite in Congress, even among the Democrats, uh, for a withdrawal from NATO. I mean, this is a corner this is a yeah a corner piece of, of America's foreign policy, uh, in the same way as the WTO is. And I think any notion, and you know, there's talk about the fact that he's going to pull out of the WTO as well. He may pull out of the United Nations. The Americans have got a bit of a track record on that one in their history, as you, as you well know. But we cannot. You should not assume that he has unilateral power here. He can. There are certain things that uh, even Donald Trump is not able to do as President of the United States. And withdrawing from NATO, I would be confident, is one of those. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for clarifying that, Derek (laughs) Burney, former ambassador, and uh, hope to talk to you again, sir. Clarity a little bit helps with this guy, right? (laughs) Right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.